going to talk a bit about something called Claire's Law. You might have read the story. I think it was CBC that did the story. It's called The Ex-Wives Club. It's crazy. It's crazy about um, four Canadian women that were um, allegedly uh, involved with the same man, and none of them had any idea. Well, some of them did, but other ones didn't until the other ones reached out. But there's a way around this that has been enacted. It actually started in the UK, something called Claire's Law. And basically what it says is... um, People have the right to know if there's uh, something in their partner's past that they should be aware of, um, if they feel they're at risk of domestic violence. According to the province's um, webpage, it's called the Disclosure to Protect Against Domestic Violence or Claire's Law Act, which gives people who feel at risk of domestic violence a way to get information about their partner so they can make informed choices about their safety. Alberta's version Claire's Law is named after a young woman killed by an ex-boyfriend with a history of violence against women. So, like I say, it's been enacted in about four Canadian provinces, but a bunch don't have it yet, and it doesn't work well uh, if it's not a universal situation. So let's find out what it is, where it works, and, you know, if there's something that we need to do to make this happen, um, you know, nationwide. We're going to chat with Carrie McManus now, who is the Director of Innovation and Programs at Sages. Did I say that correctly, Carrie? You did say that correctly. That's uh, that's amazing. That never happened. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to go sag. No, that sage. That looks like okay. Uh, I'm glad I got lucky that time. Um, we're talking about Claire's Law, uh, at least how it relates to Alberta, and you know, and it's pretty much the same in most uh, jurisdictions that have adopted it. What kind of information can people access and find out through this mechanism? So the levels of information and disclosure do actually uh, change a little bit across the different provinces and and jurisdictions that it's implemented in. But really the the core sort of purpose and reason for Claire's Law is to be able to give people a heads up, um, some, some information or knowledge about a possible past history of uh, an intimate partner and whether that's something that they want to uh, to know and be able to reflect on and making their own decisions about relationship. So the information, while it may change in terms of exactly what's delivered, it's really information that's focused on does this person have past history or knowledge or experience within the, the legal system that relates to experiences of domestic abuse um, or sexual violence. Um, now, who can who can request this information? There has to be some sort of system in place to make sure that um, it's not just being handed out to anybody who asks, right? So what kind of hoops have to be jumped through? Absolutely. So, again, slightly different in different jurisdictions. In Alberta, um, the person who is in the relationship, so the uh, can, can apply, they have the applicant, or a third-party person can apply. And that third-party t- person could be a friend, a family member, uh, a member of a social service organization that's working in partnership with the applicant. Whoever uh, does that third-party application has to have the consent of right. the applicant. They can't so do it the on their the day, own. They have to decide. Right. So no. you, you can't say, oh, I'm really worried about my friend and this new guy, so I'm going to go and find. That won't work. You need to be working with the person involved, right? Yeah, and I think it's really important that we focus the person who is 
possibly at risk of or experiencing domestic abuse and make sure that we're not doing things, you know, on their behalf, but actually that's not the thing that they want. And that's why we have that consent rule. Uh, so you could fill out the application, but you'll always be uh, asked to have consent of the, of the person, of the applicant. And, and, and I'm assuming uh, that there are safeguards in place to make sure that the person who's being queried doesn't find out that, because uh, that could obviously make things much, much worse, right? Absolutely. And there's also safeguards in place so that what we're looking for and the way that Claire's Law is intended is uh, for someone that you have an existing relationship with. And that doesn't mean that you have to have been living together or you have to be together for a certain period of time, but you couldn't open up one of your dating apps, take all of those names of people, fill out Claire's Law applications for all of those names of people, so that you have that information ahead of time. It's not designed as a vetting process. It's designed for somebody who's in a relationship, has that connection with someone and says, you know what, I'm just not sure, or something feels a little off, or I'm, I'm, I'm not exactly sure what's happening here and I'm looking for more information. Um, and like we say, it's in place in Alberta and I think four provinces, but that's a far cry from the country. How big of a problem is that? Well, I think that there's, you know, multiple jurisdictional issues that can can come up with something like this. Um, but I will say that it, it is in place in, in Saskatchewan and Alberta, has been for a number of years. Uh, there is movement in um, a, a couple of the Atlantic provinces, also in Manitoba, to be doing it. And it's actually part of the mandate of the public safety ministry uh, federally to be supporting uh, this to, to be implemented across the country, which I think is a great tool. What I like to say about Claire's Law is it's not the only tool and it's not going to save everything and it's not going to uh, solve the issue of domestic abuse, but it is an important tool to make available for people who are uh, are being impacted. Absolutely. So is, is that work being done? I mean, is, is there uh, efforts continually pushing to try and get this adopted from coast to coast to coast? There is. There's. Uh, I know that there's the the formal work that's happening that's been mandated uh, through the, the through the federal government. I've I've myself have talked to lots of people in different provinces who are interested in what's happening in Alberta, what we're doing, what we learned when we were in the UK about it, and how they can implement it. And I think that there is more of a collective movement and seeing how. Uh, useful this can can be and and you know we see the story that came out yesterday um, of of knowing that if, if we have this information mm. what is the possibility that is available for for people to not be harmed uh, moving forward yeah I mean it's it's like you say it's just it's such valuable information and done correctly you know as we see with the Alberta the way they've laid it out with all the safeguards that are in place um uh, we'll follow up with you and, and see if we do get this brought in on a nationwide level because it just seems to me like it's it that's the only way to make it truly effective. You can't have giant, you know, loopholes like this where you've got four out of ten that that have adopted it. Yeah, and I think that it helps to uh, create and change the the community conversation that we have about domestic abuse. If everybody has something like Claire's Law, then I could go anywhere in the country and I could talk about it and people would understand. And people would be then talking about domestic abuse and how it's showing up in their communities. And really, if we're going to look at how do we eliminate this as an issue, 
we need the social uh, conscious to be talking about it more uh, than it currently is. And Carrie, if it was nationwide and people were talking about it, people would know about it. And I'm sure, I guarantee you, there are thousands, millions of women across the country who have never heard of it and don't even know a resource like this exists. Yes, and I, I guarantee that there are millions of women, unfortunately, across Canada, millions of, of women and men across Canada who are experiencing domestic abuse and mm-hmm. of control and don't even know that that's what they're experiencing. Yep. And so all of this starts to create opportunities for those conversations and for creating safer communities for people. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll keep talking about it. Uh, Carrie, thank you so much for your time.